welcome to the Linnaean Society of London. If you know the extension of the... Please wait a moment. Hello, my name is Mark Spencer and I am the honorary curator of the Smith and Linnaean Hibariums here at the Linnaean Society of London. My role is to look after the Society's collection of dried plant specimens that were compiled by Linnaeus and James Edward Smith. Each herbarium is compiled of between 12 and 25,000 specimens of plant which are dried on pieces of paper sheet with labels describing where they're from and who they were collected by and they're the basis of our understanding of plant diversity on this planet. Coralline algae, corals themselves, or shellfishes. That one of the things that is really important about all of these organisms, as indicators, they really can help us understand change in the environment. We refer to them a bit like canaries, and that really is reference to the fact that once upon a time, miners used to take canaries down into the mines, and uh, if the poor bird died or started to choke, it was quite handy indicator that the air quality was very, very bad and the miners would get out of the mine pretty sharpish. So coralline algae are one of the canaries of the sea for us. They can really help us see what is happening in this environment. And if we're sensible, we can change our behaviour. We tend to think of algae as being floppy, kind of slimy, green, yellow, brown things or red, and such like things. But there's a particularly strange group of algae which are called the corallines. These look like coral, you know, the hints in the name there. They're a very, very unusual group of algae in that their cells incorporate calcium carbonate and other compounds from the sea and the water into their body and actually form hard cases which make them look like little pieces of coral. So they're extremely unusual, but they're also incredibly important because some coralline algae actually help form reefs in certain communities. We tend to think of coral reefs as being purely made of animals, you know, relatives of, you know, things like anemones and such, right? but actually coralline algae in certain marine systems in the tropics play a really important part in developing reefs. We have our own corallines in the British Isles. They're actually called male is one of the types of them, and these are beautiful little nodules of coralline algae, which they're usually, each individual one's only probably a centimetre or two across. And these coralline algae are actually quite scarce in Britain. They're usually found in very clear water, very still water in many habitats. So, for example, around Falmouth in Cornwall, coralline algae, these male beds, are actually of international importance because they form extraordinarily complex, intricate communities where plants and animals live in amongst these coralline algae. So they're really, really extraordinarily important in hoping coastal ecosystems function, but they're also really, really important in this very, very concerning time in our lives. Climate change is a very significant issue. Ocean acidification is a very, very significant and important process that we're learning more about that is part of the consequences of us putting carbon dioxide into the atmosphere 
and one of the sort of side effects, so to speak, of climate change. Now, carbon dioxide is absorbed by the sea and essentially it changes the sea's pH. It makes it more acid. Now, that's only by a tiny, tiny amount, but it only takes a tiny amount of the shift in the pH of the sea to affect the ability of organisms in the sea to function and do the things they do now. And many of the organisms that use forms of calcium, calcium carbonate, to create their body plan are very easily affected by this. So things like coralline algae, some mollusks, some of your shellfish, for example, possibly things like some of the crustacea, all are affected by this shift of pH. So the change in pH makes it harder for these organisms to pull calcium into their body and create the skeleton they need to give themselves physical rigidity amongst other things. So you can find that actually these coralline algae can be useful for helping us understand how ocean acidification is affecting these communities today. We can go out and we can collect material from the seashore and we can take it into laboratories and we can examine it. But actually, that's only one part of the puzzle. What we really need to do is, if we can, is create time series. So we need to be able to fill in the gaps in the past environment, the past sea conditions, and we can do that through subfossils or historic specimens, such as the material that we have here at the Linnaean Society, to help look at how coralline algae 200 years ago or 300 years ago, how they were behaving and living in an environment that was basically pre-industrial and before we had lots of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere which changed the pH of our sea. So these historic collections are really really useful because they're pre-industrial in terms of helping us understand shifting climate and in, in this case ocean acidification.